Hello, America, and welcome back to another episode of To Hear Me Tell It, The Life and Times of Jerry Daniels. When you've had your daily dose of today's craziness, dealing with all them Karens out there, ride shotgun with old JD as he goes back and recounts the life and times of growing up in the South during the 60s and 70s. I believe we were called baby boomers. Stories that you will say, yep, I've done that, but I ain't gonna tell my kids, and I ain't never told my spouse. But whatever the truth be, it will be this, to hear me tell it. Welcome back, folks, to another episode of the Hear Me Tell It. You know, being a parent uh, doesn't come with a whole lot of instructions. Now, I, I gotta, I gotta confess that uh, the young parents today, um, man, there's a wealth of information. I mean, but uh, Laura and I, when we had children. Our first one was born in 1990, and the other one was born in '94. Uh, that was uh, that was pre-internet days, man, and there wasn't a whole lot of information being shared. And being a military family, you may not necessarily uh, go through all the, the child uh, bearing and whatnot, and like like I'm the one doing it. But, uh, you know, the families, I guess what I'm saying is, is the families may or may not be very close. So we we uh, tried to, to really go out on the limb and, and do everything on our own, I guess I'm saying. And, you know, we, we read a few books and you know, went to that class on how to give birth, and and I ain't gonna never forget that. But uh, and the breastfeeding class, I, why I needed to go to that is, is still beyond me. But I went, and and uh, whatnot. So anyway, so Laura and I, you know what? We 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 had our first child, and we were new parents, and we thought we was well prepared. Man, we had the bedroom already, and and whatnot. And and again, we're 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 down in Jacksonville, Florida, and and. Laura and I, it doesn't matter whether it was right or wrong. We probably could have done things differently. But, you know, we we actually ask our families, both her mom and dad and my mom and dad, to say, hey, you know, just, just keep your distance a little bit on the front end here for about the first, you know, 90-something hours or whatever it is because uh, Laura was really wanting to to keep it a very private moment, but she she didn't want to, and I didn't want to either, but we didn't, we didn't want to have you know, mom and dad's right on top of us telling us what to do and how to do it. And, and, and she just didn't want all that attention. So we didn't. So, and, and I'm sad to say, and my brother and sister, they, they may hear this and they'll even probably agree that, yeah, it was, it was, uh, you know what, we thought we did the right thing at the time. And did it, did it tick somebody off? Yeah. And I understand that better yet, it hurt somebody's feelings. And I'm, and I'm sorry for that, but it is what it is. And everybody got over it. So it's not like it was a tattoo or something. But anyway, so, you know, we we uh, we get ready to bring Dwayne home from the hospital. And I can remember, you know, all the the nurse info and the and the the do's and the don'ts and whatnot. And especially that morning, we were packing up, get ready to go to the house, man. And we was we was excited. But I'm gonna tell you right now, I was nervous. Boy, I was nervous. Laura was nervous too. We was both nervous, but so we we get ready to leave and 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 uh, and we 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 you know they they make Laura get in the wheelchair. You can't walk, even though she could walk. But uh, you know she didn't have no C section or nothing. So we went on we went on downstairs and they made Laura ride in the wheelchair and carry the baby. And and then we we had a little white Honda Accord, four door Honda Accord. And boy, I had ran out ahead and got the car and whipped it up there to the front doors and. 
Woo, son, we was excited. And and the and the nurse that even pushed Laura down to the to the to the car loading area there was what well, I just called her Mrs. Nurse because she was the same one. She was like the same lady that was always had her hands on Laura and was doing everything, giving us all the advice and whatnot. But anyway, we get ready to load the baby in the car. And yeah, we got a car seat because that was, again, this was in 1990. So we had the car seat. And uh, I I didn't understand why she said, no, you have to put that baby in that car seat. Now, the, the damn thing ain't four days old. Uh, you know, he ain't much on holding his head up and he, them straps wasn't made for that. I mean, like, dang, lady, he ain't gonna fit. She said, no, you you, you cannot, because I'd already got in the car. I was trying to hand the baby to Laura in the front seat. She goes, no, you can't do that. I said, well, what, well you damn sure can't put him back there. She goes, you have to. I said, well, he's gonna fall out. She goes, Mr. Daniels, you have to put him in that car seat. I said, well, okay. So, it was like putting a uh, you know uh, a five pound bag of potatoes that had been put in a twenty pound sack. They was just flopping everywhere, and so I put him back there, buckled him, and I thought this is this is insane. I mean, I, I get it from the safety perspective, but he didn't fit. The car seats were different back then. He didn't fit. So anyway, we did it, and we went home, and and I remember us walking in the front door of our house, holding that child. And when we closed the door is the moment that Laura and I were in our house alone with this new thing we brought home. And it hit me, y'all. I'm telling you right now, it hit me. And I got, I'll got i confess, brothers and sisters, I went to in a damn emotional meltdown and I started crying because it hit me. And, and, I, and I realized, oh my gosh, we're parents and, and we are 100% unequivocally responsible for this thing that we brought home, this child a gift from God. That was a heck, that man, I ain't never had that much responsibility in my life. So anyway, but you know what? We, we made it and, and, and it was just me and her. So a couple of days went by and and doing the whole, you know, breastfeeding thing. And about day two, I, I think it was day two, or maybe it was day three. I think it was day two. Day two, uh, he ain't looking well. And he's all swollen and bloated looking, man. And he's crying and I'm thinking, what the heck, you know, and, and whatnot. And, and so I, you know what, I called the damn hospital and I asked for Mrs. Nurse and uh, I ain't kidding you. She got on the phone and Laura and I are back there in our bedroom and Dwayne's laying there on the bed and he's, he's screaming bloody murder. He don't have a good color to him. And again, he's all bloated looking, man. And I thought, God, what's wrong with him? You know, we burping the crap out of him and, and ain't nothing happening. He ain't burping. So I get Miss Nurse on the phone and I told her what the problem was. And she said, well, she goes, has he gone to, to the bathroom since y'all been home? I said, yeah, he's wet his diaper. She goes, no, no. Has he pooped? Has he had number two? And I said, well, nothing I know of. And I looked at Laura and I said, Laura, has he, has he gone to the bathroom as in poop? She said, no. And she said, well, I got to report here. He never did that at the hospital either. I said, so what are you saying? She said, well, I'm saying that he ain't gone to the bathroom yet. And he's probably about, you know, on day four, day five years old. I said, whoa, hell, in other words, he's constipated. She goes, yeah. I said, well, what do we give him? She said, well, being that young, you don't give him anything. She goes, now get this. I'm a grown man. I'm a chief of the Navy. This is what she tells me. She says, you're going to need to stimulate his sphincter. (laughs) 
I said, you're kidding. She goes, no, I'm not. I said, what do you mean I got a stimulated sphincter? She goes, well, he don't know how to use it yet. I said, are you telling me that children are born and they don't know how to use their, their, their bunghole? You're going to tell me that ain't natural like breathing or blinking your eyes? It's, she goes, no, some children, it ain't never happened, so it needs to be stimulated. I said, well, okay, uh, I'll buy this. How do you do that? She said, well, you need to get yourself a rectal thermometer and get you some, like some Vaseline, and you're going to need to stimulate a sphincter. I said, you've got to be kidding me. And she says, no, I, I'm not kidding you. So anyway, this is, you know, again, before they had headsets and cell phones. So I got the phone leaning on, you know, how you hold back in the old days, you, you held the phone with your shoulder and your ear. So I'm leaning over and, uh, and, I've, and I get, the, I get the, the Vaseline and the, and the rectal thermometer. And Laura is holding, and the baby's laying on the bed, and, and Laura laying on the bed, and, and Laura's got it, you know, in one hand, but she's kind of holding his legs up, and and I got Miss Nurse on the phone. I said, "Okay, we got him," and, and Dwayne's screaming. We got him. We got him up in the air, kind of in that position, and I, I get the old rectal thermometer all greased up. I said, "All right, I'm ready. What do I do?" She said, "Well, insert it in his rectum about an inch, and then kind of wiggle a little bit and pull it out." I said, okay. I said, I can do that. And and I got to confess, I'll tell you this ahead of time, the, the mistake we made, we was in our bedroom and on our bed. Anyway, so I go ahead and I do it. And I pull it out and nothing happens. And I told her, I said, nothing happens. She said, we'll do it again. I said, okay, I'll do it again. So I did it again. I pull it out. Nothing happens. And she said, are you sure? I said, what do you mean am I sure? Yeah, I'm looking at it. And then his, his bunghole starts to look like a, a fish trying to breathe. And I thought, oh, hell, what's going on? I said, well, nothing's happened yet. She goes, we'll do it a third time. Well, on the on the maneuver to do it the third time, it all hell broke loose. And it was like a freaking uh, impersonation of that girl in the movie, The Exorcist, whatever her name was. And I mean, brother, it was a fire hose and it was in our bedroom. It was on our bed and it hit the dresser and it sprayed the walls and I'm not making this up. And uh, to this day, I don't know what happened to that to the thermometer. I don't know where that went. And here I was screaming and hollering at nurse going, whoa, 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 whoa. Like they, they did in uh, Ghostbusters. Nice shooting text. And I ain't exaggerating when I say that crap went everywhere. So uh, there was there was a lot of cleaning up to do after that was over with. So and, and as soon as it all happened, you know, within one or two seconds, uh, I dropped the phone. I picked the phone up and, and the nurse said, well, it sounds as like if, if it was successful there, Mr. Daniels. I said, well, I don't know what you grade success on, but the baby, has, his, his belly has gone down and he ain't crying. If that's what you mean. She goes, yes, sir, you have success. I said, okay, well, we may have success, but we got us a mess and I got to clean it up. She laughed and said, have a good day. So I hung up the phone and me and Lord Miss Laura commenced to doing that. And I remember after we got done, I thought to myself, what what would have happened if, if my parents had been here? Would would they have known this? Would had they Had they experienced this? Or was this like, you know, just something that happened? So I recall asking Eleanor Daniels later on uh, after the, the the hurt feelings and stuff got over with. I said, Mama, I said, I told her the story. And she said, well, I've never heard of that. I said, well, how about that? 
So you wouldn't have been prepared and you wouldn't have known what to do either. So anyway, so that's, that's the only story. This is a real short one. And, um, you know, uh, all I know is, is being a parent is uh, a lot of trials and tribulations. And I don't think there's any such thing as the perfect parent. Uh, Laura and I tried to do the best we, we could. And uh, we did right by, by our children and by God. And uh, we were blessed. We were very, very blessed. And uh, we, didn't, we didn't have that with, with our second baby. That didn't happen. She, she took care of business at the hospital before we brought her home. Or either that or she's just, she was born with the ability to already work that muscle. <laughs> I guess. I don't know, man. But anyway, so if you ever, if you ever uh, talk to anybody and, and somebody says, you know, or what, what, what natural muscles are you born to operate and uh, yeah, breathing and, and blinking and I guess moving your lips and suckling or whatever and wiggling your fingers. I guess not all that shit just comes natural, but I'll tell you right now, somebody ever tells you that you could be born and not have the ability to exercise your sphincter. The answer is it happens. Believe me, it happens. So that's it. So that, that was a short one. God bless y'all. Y'all have a great day. And as Mike Coker from Easley, South Carolina would greatly say is bicycle. <laughs>